You're listening to the Firestorm Podcast. This is the Firestorm Podcast. I'm Loretta McGowan, and we have with me Brenda Morrison and Melissa Wood from Ventura, California. And we just want to thank you so much for joining us today. And you'll be blessed as we uh, talk to Melissa and find out she's really got a powerful testimony. Uh, So let's just delve into it. Brenda, you want to start? Sure, Melissa. So good to see you again. We're just blessed that you're in Las Vegas visiting our city. And uh, we want to say welcome to the city of Las Vegas. And we're calling it Revival City. So you fit in real well to that. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here and excited to be on the podcast this week. Yay. So let's start with just a little bit of history so that the people get to know you a little bit because you will be joining us at our women's conference this year. But we want to do a little bit of backstory on you. So give us some history of where you came from, what you've been up to, and and we'll talk about where you're going. Hey, social security number. (laughs) All the personal info. Well, my husband Rick and I, We've been senior pastors for the past 10 years in Southern California. We've thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, We're actually moving into a new season where we've stepped out of being senior pastors and are just kind of trusting God for the next step. But both of us have had a call for ministry on our lives since we were kids. Um, I actually come from quite a history of ministers in my family. Both my grandfathers... um, were pastors. One of them has passed away. And the one that passed away, Jack Hiles, he was actually the leader of, of a huge independent Baptist movement for decades and was one of the foremost leaders. So it's kind of in my blood to be in ministry. And then my other grandfather, who is still alive, he continues to pastors. He's actually been the longest standing pastor at one church in the state of Texas. Wow. wow. Yes. And wow. his name is Buddy Murphy. And so... I have quite a rich heritage when it comes to ministry, and so it's always been in my heart to just serve God with my life. And then my husband, um, he actually surrendered to the call to ministry at 16 years old and started out as a youth pastor. So it's just kind of been a perfect fit for us to work together. Um, We've discovered that we have a really interesting ministry as a couple because we have always led together. It's never been him the senior pastor or me the senior pastor. We've always been co-pastors. We even preach together. So Um, good. Yeah, so it's been a really unique but fun journey for us in ministry. So we're just really excited about whatever's next. That is awesome. And, you know, when I look at you, I think of you also as a great worship leader. Um, You know... (laughs) When we had been at your church uh, and sitting under that is, it's really something special. It's a special gift. And so where did that come from? I know where it came from, but tell us a little bit about you leading worship. Well, I appreciate the compliment, Brenda. We actually have been both involved in worship since we met, you know, before we even got married. My husband and I actually met on a worship team, Um, but I've been leading worship since I was 19. So for quite a while now, it's been a huge passion of mine. I mean, as much as I love to speak and teach and lead, I just can't get worship out of my veins. I just love leading people into the presence of God. That's the heart of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love worship. And I'm actually still on our worship team. I still lead worship on a regular basis. Uh, It's just not been my primary function for a while now. Awesome. You know, we, as we talk to so many different women, 
we find out that so many are in this transition. So talk a little bit about how that has been for you and Rick, um, because, you know, we've gone through it. That's right. Um, and it's not easy. And you're doing it in such a powerful, wonderful yes. way. So share that about that. Well, the interesting thing is, is that like for many of us, we don't go through transition only once. We have many transitions in our lives. And we actually went through a similar transition 12 years ago when we moved out to California from Texas. Um, we both really felt the Lord was saying, come to California. We didn't have a job. We didn't have anything. We didn't have a house. We just picked up our kids and moved to California to the, the church mm -hmm. that we eventually ended up pastoring. And Rick started out as the janitor of wow. our church there. And in two and a half years, God took us on a journey of taking him from janitor to senior pastor. And I was the worship pastor. And so um, we've been through a major transition like this once before. And while it's always scary, it's very exciting because when you decide to take that step of faith and, and go after a risk like that, you open yourself up to so many possibilities instead of keeping your future in a box. You, it's really, you know, giving God a chance to just do whatever it is he wants to do next. Um, so in this transition that we're in now, we've stepped down as senior pastors, and our um, previous associate pastors have taken over. And so Rick and I have actually chosen to stay in the midst of that transition and empower them and guide them and, and spend time mentoring them and do leadership training. Um, it's not something that we've seen done in many pastorates that are passed on. I mean, a lot of times you see pastors give their notice and leave, and, and it, it can be quite a rocky transition. Right, but right. But we feel really blessed to be able to stay and pour into them as they are stepping into this role. That's so good. I know, you know, when we were going through this, uh, when God just says, go, it's really hard to know how to go and how to do it right. And Wendell and Loretta... Were, you guys were good models of that. You know, you did the same thing right. that Rick and Melissa did. Well, I think when you care about your sheep, you yeah. want the best for them. You don't want to get them all upset. Right. right. You know, and so you, you want, need to make your transition as smooth as possible. Right. Yeah. And you, you did such a good job about that. And I feel like, you know, this is what God is doing. He is really, when he speaks and says, go... It's really a test to see if you're going to say yes That's right. or you're going to say no. Right. And so he's repositioning us where we can be the most fruitful. I'll just say it that way. And you never know what's in front of you until you take that huge leap of faith. Well, that's right. And sometimes he says yes just to see if we're going to be obedient, but it, that's not the right time. Right. Yeah. That's true. So you have to just really... Timing, timing is everything. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. And say, okay, God, yeah. you got to put the go on it. Yeah, right. I'm willing to do it, but I think he wants our heart to be willing to do whatever he says. Right, yeah. right, absolutely. We actually felt like transition was coming almost two years before it came. Yes. We were seeing the numbers 11-11, which I, I know is something that, you know, a lot of people see a lot, but it was just, it, it was so often that we knew something was up. I mean, so strange to the point that I remember one time we were in an airport and Rick said that all, I know this is a little open, but Rick said all the urinals were, you know, full. So he had to go into a stall to use the restroom. And the only stall that was open, someone had written in Sharpie 1111 
over the wow. toilet. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. So, you know, 11 a lot of times means that number of transition. Right. And so we were seeing that for two years. People were sending us random text messages. I feel like God woke me up in the middle of the night to tell you transition. So I do think your heart has to be ready. That's and, right. and it took us that season of him saying, something's coming, something's coming, something's coming, to get our hearts ready. To, when it was time, right. we were able to say yes. Yeah, it took us almost almost three years yeah. before yeah. God said, now's the time. Yeah. But he was preparing us. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. The cool thing is I'm still seeing 11-11. Almost we every are single day I'm seeing 11-11. I'm like, God, you are truly transitioning yeah. the church. I agree. You know, it's like knowing that timing and knowing, okay, when we've seen it, it, it could be for a personal thing, but now as we continue to see it, we know he's transitioning the church into the place that we need to step up into the next place he's taking us. Right. And we are in the greatest of times. I feel That's like right. uh, this year is going to be so amazing as we step into where God wants us to be. And so, Absolutely. you know, I'm excited about where we're at. It doesn't yeah. feel... We've gone through so much transition that it doesn't feel uh, in the beginning. In the beginning, it felt oh, you right. know, you know, you're like, oh, you know, do I want to do this? Yes, I have to say yes to God. But dealing with all the emotions, I right. think, is where I'm trying to get to that go with it. I'm not feeling emotional about it at all. I'm just knowing we are in a moment of time and we need to seize it. Yeah, right. absolutely. I mean, I think that letting go of the past or what once was That's sounds right. really scary to people, but letting go brings a freedom that That's you right. can only experience That's if right. you're willing to let go. That's exactly Absolutely. right. You know? It may be scary, but God says he'll take your hand and never let go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've got to stand Amen. on the promises. So you said the word freedom. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that takes me to Freedom Reigns, the women's conference this year, April 1st and 2nd. Uh, and I just want you to know that, you know, one of the mandates that Loretta and I had when we came to Las Vegas, and we still have it, is to reach out to women, uh, local women, that have not had a voice. You know, we get in these places where we want to bring in all these big names to sure. our conferences. Right. I mean, it's just something that we do. But God spoke to us and said, that's not what I want you to do. Yeah. I want you to give the local woman a voice. A, because there's such depth in, to, in women that we have not tapped into. Absolutely. Because they don't have a platform right. to really express what God is doing in their life. Right. And so that is our mandate. But we felt like this year God said, I want to tap into some other areas and so you're number one, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> you were the first one that came to mind that God said, um, talk to Melissa. And so I want you to share a little bit about your book. I've read your book, okay. Eliminating Fear. Mm -hmm. um, here's one thing that as we travel, we get to really see in all these different churches what's happening yeah. what we're having to deal with and two years ago uh, it became real in our face that there's so much fear going on yeah, in the church absolutely, absolutely and then you write the book yeah. and so I want you to talk about yeah, that before she starts I just yeah. want to say that she will be doing a workshop 
Yes. Uh, that she's going to be teaching on this. So it's really a worthwhile workshop to sign up for. Absolutely. The book, it's called Eliminating Fear, How Removing the Fear of God Leads to Removing Fear in Life. And the premise of the book is really understanding that we can't have any element or ounce of fear in our relationship with God to really be free in our lives. Um, that a lot of times our freedom is directly tied to our ability to trust God. That's right. Um, and so in the book, you know, I tackle some pretty tough subjects. I actually tackle um, a greater understanding of the fear of the Lord. Um, I also tackle the subject of healthy fear. Is there even such a thing? Should we even allow that in our lives? Um, but my own journey in writing it is that I personally struggled with fear the majority of my life and even fear that was irrational. You know, I was one of those people that I would go to bed at night, turn off the stove, walk away and go, did I really turn that off? And check it about 13 times before I went to bed because I was so afraid that my stove might blow up in the middle of the night. <laughs> that, that kind of irrational fear, you know, wake up at 2 a.m. thinking a tsunami's coming and not be able to shake it. And so I was plagued with irrational fear to the point that um, later on in life I began to have anxiety attacks and panic attacks. And since writing the book and doing a few conferences based on the book, I've been amazed at how many people struggle yeah. with fear yes. to even a deep degree. I mean, I, I would say that probably half to two-thirds of the people that come to my conferences have had anxiety attacks and panic yes. attacks, which is a severe form of crippling fear. Um, and so I just feel like that God has strategies for us to live free, um, that even as we come into fully trusting him and not being afraid of him in any way, shape, or form, that there are still some things in our mindsets that have to be changed. Right. Because we've thought right. one way for so long. We've right. lived feeding off of fear for right. so long. So in the book, you know, I unravel a lot of strategies and tools for changing the way that we think so that we can grab hold of our brains again, truly renew our minds and think like Christ and learn to just trust God completely. That's so good. You know, man, I'm just, I'm feeling, um, I'm thinking about my daughter and the one class that I felt like she really needed to attend was your class. She's the same age you are. And you've just hit on uh, anxiety attacks. And I yeah. think my daughter has had to deal with that. And um, she's doing better. Yeah. But she knows, you know, she feels like she's going to come to your class and, and you're going to really... I just feel like, wow, I, I didn't expect this emotion to hit yeah, me today. Yeah. But um, I know that that is the class for my daughter. Yeah. And that you will hold a key. See, that's it. You know, we've got to find people that hold the keys to those anxiety right. sure. attacks. Absolutely. Because people, I mean, I know just dealing with my daughter, she doesn't know what to do with right. that. Right. right. You know, and so I feel like, you know, you're going to just be able to really speak to the women that are dealing with anxiety attacks, emotional attacks. Um, I just got a, a, somebody messaged me a couple of days ago and said, this person is dealing with this. What class should she take? And I'm like, eliminating fear, you know? And <laughs> yeah, so I feel yeah. like your class is going to be really full, Melissa, and that God has strategically put you with us for such a time right. as this. You know, and I, and I know, too, that there is 
fear of the Lord, but it's an unhealthy fear. Right. We're afraid that if we do think God's going to beat us, you know, sure. because we relate with like what our father did to us. And so right. that is that some of the things that you're going to cover a little bit? Absolutely. Also? I am going to cover um, a new understanding or, or a, I'm going to say correct understanding of the fear of the Lord in the teaching. Um, and I also am going to really talk about how we can change the way our brains function. In the book, there's actually a lot of study on the brain. And God was so good in giving our brains this really fancy word called neuroplasticity, meaning that our brains are changeable and flexible no matter how old we are, that we can change the way our brains function, that we can actually develop new ways of thinking, whether you're 90 years old or whether you're 10 years old, that God's created our brains to do that. So I'm going to be talking a lot about just understanding how God created us, how fear even gets a root in the first place, right. and then, you know, hopefully create a path to see that God wants us to live in freedom right. and not chained by fear. Right. So good. Boy, if I wasn't going to a class, I'd be going to yours. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm teaching a class also. Yeah. <laughs> they it's can just like, sit in know, a room with nobody. <laughs> we hear about the classes, and it's like you want to attend everyone. Right. Um, but I feel like yours is so important, such an important class. Um, we've got yours and so many more. We've talked about that in previous podcasts. Um, but we've got women that listen to our podcast that may not be able to make the conference. Right. But so I want you to share how they can get your book because I read yeah. the book. And you will and have your books wonderful. at the conference. Yes, I will have plenty of books at the conference. Um, if you're not able to make it to the conference, you can get the book on Amazon. Um, it's called Eliminating Fear. It's very easy to find. You can also go to my website, which is eliminatingfear.com. It's an easy website to find, eliminatingfear.com. And from there, there are links to get the book either in paperback or Kindle form. We do have it in Kindle. Um, it's really affordable in Kindle if you prefer to read books that way. So it's, it's pretty easy to find the book out there. That's so good. You know, I've seen a lot of different books touch on fear, but never one that tackled it like you have from a spiritual point of view. It was, yeah. It's just an excellent book, and I would highly recommend that to any woman that deals with fear. And I'm going to tell you, if you're a woman, you have dealt with fear. Absolutely, yeah, that's right. You know, and if you're a all, human, you've dealt with exactly, fear. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, it'll be in your face, but mm -hmm. what are you going to do about it? What right. are you going to do with it? Right. And so, you know, your book is just awesome. Well, I think that. one of the first steps is admitting it. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes we don't want to admit that we're fearful. Absolutely. You know, that's the first step. Once you admit it, then you can deal with it. Yeah. Well, and I think many times we don't realize the different forms that fear takes. Right. And so we don't think we have any fear. I've had many people tell me that, oh, I don't struggle with fear at all. Well, do you struggle with stress? Do you struggle with worry? Right, right. All of those things are forms of fear. You know, do you struggle in your relationships, getting close to people? All of that is tied to fear. We hear fear and we think of, oh, I'm not afraid of the dark or I'm not afraid of heights. No, fear takes on a lot of forms and usually right. touches everyone in some way. You're right. exactly right. And so many women worry. And it was two years ago, Loretta wasn't with us. She was home. She had had surgery and we were at a church. And I'm telling you, I got hit with this. And you, as as leaders, we are going to have to deal with our stuff. And I That's feel right. like, you know, yeah. every one of us have to deal with it. And I happened to be at a church. We were ministering. And fear hit me straight in the mm. face. And I realized I was worrying, worrying, worrying. And yeah. I would say, 
I would say, oh, my mom was a worrier, and so that's why I worry. Right. <laughs> and it was like, this is the root of your worry, is fear. Yeah, that's And true. so I had to deal with it. Yeah. And so I feel like women at the conference, they're going to deal with some things. And I keep feeling like after these workshops, there is going to be such a breakout of women being set free. I believe yeah. it. Absolutely. Um, you know, every workshop has been designed with a woman where she's at and that we will get right where she's at. You know, right. some deal with, uh, in this city, addiction is a big thing. Sure. Right. And we have, and that's really a, you know, one of the basis of fear. It, it is. is. It's a cover. So up. Is. It, it is. It all. It all kind of. All these things tie in tie together. together. Right. So I feel like as the women come, Loretta, that they will be able to hit the right workshop. Right. And God will target whatever that fear is, because I do believe there's a lot of fear in everything that we do. Right. And so, you know, even with the conference, we deal with that. Oh, you know, absolutely. the enemy will throw it in your face, and we just have to throw it back in God's uh, arms, that he's a big God. He yeah. knows how to take care of these uh, fear issues. And so together, we are going to we are gonna beat this one. That's I just right. feel like absolutely. it. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, it, God's heart is freedom, which I think that Freedom Reigns being the title of the conference right. is so appropriate because his heart is that we live in freedom, not held by chains of any kind. Right. And fear, I think, is one of the biggest chains out there because it's so deceptive, because yes. it sneaks in. I mean, fear is a liar. Fear is a thief. And so if we can really just help people recognize it and come to terms right. with, oh my gosh, I've let it creep into my life in some way, that admitting it is going to be their step That's to freedom. That's exactly right. That's good. That's good. Well, we just want to thank you today. I want you to share one more time yes. where to get the book. Okay. So you can get the book um, at my website, eliminatingfear.com. Also on that website uh, are other places where I speak about eliminating fear if you're not able to make it to the conference. And you can get it on Amazon in either paperback or Kindle form. Okay, and is there someone, if someone needed to contact you for some reason, is there a Yes, you can contact me through that page as well, okay. through that website. You want to give us that site again? Eliminatingfear.com. Okay. That's awesome. And if you don't have your ticket yet for the Freedom Reigns Conference, you can go to our website, which is www.glvwm.com for Greater Las Vegas Women's Ministry. Get your ticket now. We want to provide lunch for everybody, and we will not be able to do that at the door. So buy your ticket, ticket. now. Um, you can get go through PayPal if you want, or uh, you can go through a, a representative that has tickets. Yes, the tickets are out there in the churches, but if, if your church doesn't have them, you can get them off of the website. So we want to thank you today, Melissa. We are looking forward to you coming and being a part of the team. And, you know, I know you'll be ministering with us. It's not just about a workshop. Yeah. You know, we talked about we, we ministry. We got you. We're going to use that. We you. Got you. can't get away. Absolutely. So, you know, we can't wait four weeks from now uh, to have you back with us again. Thank and, you, Brenda. Thank yeah. you, Loretta. I just really feel blessed to be a part of the podcast and just share my heart some today. That's so good. We're glad to be a part of you. Thank and you. So I'm glad that God connected right. us, I don't know, a few years ago. I know, a few yeah. years ago. And how he does that. He, does. he always puts us with the right people. That's, That's right. right. He does. So we want to thank you for joining us. And you guys have a splendid week. And God bless. God bless.
Thank you for listening to the Firestorm Podcast. Our email is firestormpodcast at gmail.com. Please contact us if you have any questions or comments or just want to be a part of the conversation. We will see you next time. The show you've just heard is part of the Streams of Many Waters podcast network. 